This is the Very Finnish Problems podcast with Joel Willems. Find us at facebook.com slash veryfinnishproblems. For links to some of the things we discuss on the show and to learn how you can get new episodes directly to your smartphone, please visit veryfinnishproblems.com. Hello, hello, hello. Here we are again. Podcast number... Uh, 15, perhaps. 15. Loud and proud. One five. Would you believe it? Incredible. And today we have another special guest for the first time ever in the history of the Very Finished Problems podcast. We have someone from my sceptered isle, Joe... Condella. <laughs> Thank Slovakian you. Slovakian name from Britain. There you Just go. Just a confused thing. Absolutely. I, and, I, I almost heard you say you're from your septic tank. What the fuck was <laughs> that? Septic Isle. That's Shakespeare, yeah, you're, Thomas. Okay, okay right. Septic I didn't get to reading Shakespeare. Yeah, no, not, not septic tank. Uh, and no. uh, Joe is a Welshman. Uh, that's And who has come to Finland. How long have you been here? Uh, since February 4th. Sixteenth uh, this right, year, okay, I think. So I think that's, that's almost was that three months? Yeah, three short months. A uh, uh-huh. Welshman and a writer uh, and a blogger. Your blog's called the Finiot. The Finiot. Everybody who comes to Finland is an idiot at first because the <laughs> Finnish language is so hard. Absolutely, I think I can certainly relate to that. And today, with that in mind, we're going to talk about problem number thirty-four uh, in hundred one. Before that, I'm going to introduce myself. Thomas. I produce this fucking thing. I'm Thomas new, baby. Yeah, sorry. Yes. The, the obligatory yeah, well. you. I, you're sitting right next to me. You think yeah. I don't remember? Uh, we're going to go for problem number thirty-four. In 101 Very Fish Problems of Foreigners Guide to Surviving in Finland. I feel bad that we haven't used any from the sequel, More Very Fish Problems. Uh, but it's because I just happen to have this one at hand. You need to think of your franchise. Yeah, I do. That's very true. Um, oh, that's going to softback, actually. That's going to softback. More Very Fish Problems is going to softback soon, people. But anyway, yeah, number 34. So it's now, it's people... been, now it's now becoming a, a, a gift for when you're feeling cheap. Yeah, now it's gone to the, now just trying to sort of mass sell it rather than have it as a, yeah, yeah, so, as so a now when you're going abroad to people, you, you just got drunk with when you're, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, you're really, in your exchange it, program. Exactly. You can, it's you not for your mum and dad book. anymore. It's for yeah, very exactly. casual Facebook friends or that girl oh, yes. you're quite desperate for. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, number 34, when people moan about how difficult life in Finland is. And the reason we're going to talk about this is because Joe is new to this marvelous country and he has some very fresh perspectives on what makes it good uh, and bad. So what were your when you I mean, you've been here before you moved here haven't you? What how did you end up here first of all? Uh well I uh met a Finnish I met a Finnish girl at a party, um, and uh, after she maced me, um, no, she, uh, <laughs> met a Finnish girl at a party, uh, stayed friends, and uh, when she realized she couldn't do anything better, she settled for me, and uh, I came over to Finland uh, to be with her. What a romantic story. Yeah, and yeah. How, um, how quickly did it take for her to realize she couldn't... F- About Couldn't four and a half years. Right. So the realization yeah. from that moment when she maced you to the final, like the love part was quite some time. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I call it love at first sight, but um, I think it was just desperation and, uh, you know, she's keeping her options open. But yeah, we, yeah. we've got an honest one here. Yeah, we have got an honest one. Huh. And uh, But you visited Finland quite a few times before, didn't you? I did, yes. Uh, what, was your, what was your very first visit and what was... The... First visit was 2014 and it was to Tempera. Oh, okay. Um, Baptism of Fire. Yeah. What, do you know what? The, I... I think I like Tampere sometimes more than Helsinki. Ooh, there goes yeah. half our readership. Uh, readership, listenership. Uh, oh, it's an inland, inland climate, I guess. Yeah, um, and I visited in the summer, um, and it was a heat wave. And uh, yeah, 2014, it was in the August. And yeah, that it was, was the yeah, that was the last last good last summer year, before last year. Last year, yeah, like 24 was a beauty. And in fact, Dampere, I love Dampere. My my wife. Uh, uh, is from Gangazala, which is a small town near Dampere. My first summer was in in Dampere. It's a great city. It is. It really is. And oh, God. Your, so your first impressions? You arrived. It was hot. Yeah, it was lovely. And uh, first time I saw a like Finnish summer's night, which was like the. So I went to this bar and it went at night, and then when the sun rose, it rose in like fifteen minutes. And yeah, no, nobody had ever told me about like how brilliant Finnish summers were, really. Um, so yeah, that was my first experience, uh, and I visited Tampere like three times before I ever came to Helsinki. Oh, so you didn't go? You came to Finland three times and never, never. Yeah, you flew to Tampere from what Stansted? From Stansted. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. do those flights anymore. They don't do them. No, it's a killer. It was fantastic because you can get there so cheap. Um, but the first time I came to Helsinki Ryanair. was 2017. Yeah, they've yeah. stopped doing them. Bad. On yeah. the one hand, good because we hate Ryanair. On the other hand, really annoying because Stansted's really close to where I'm from. So that was perfect. We hate Ryanair. Why is it? Uh, we uh, hate Ryanair. I actually, I thought this, to extent Ryanair, I've hated less when I last flew them. But we used to hate them because, well, I don't know about your experience. But my experience was the thing I hated most about them, other than the, the hideous like decor, which was really like migraining, juicing, bright yellow yeah. and like, really garish, garish colours. Yeah. Was that what I hated the most was the and the very cramped seats. What I hate the most was the fact you never got a, t a seat number. No, it's I know. It's just a stampede. Yeah. It's like, okay, and away you go. The gates would open. It was just a charge onto the onto the onto the runway. Little kids getting bundled out of the way. Grannies getting smacked aside. It was just like that's it was a mad. safety issue. That's like yeah. That's well, like I don't know what they right. they tried to monetize seat seat numbers by you could get a seat number, but you had to pay a little bit more. Otherwise, you just got bundled onto the plane. But I think they stopped that now. Yeah, I, the, it's gone downhill. Like even since then, like I heard that they've kind of. Uh, they've like doubled the price of food if you want to buy like chicken nuggets. There's no chicken in the chicken nuggets. They're just uh, <laughs> like at the time when I flew, I bought some chicken nuggets, 12, 12 Double euros. Double the price, half a chicken. <laughs> yeah, but you're in the air. Where else yeah, are you exactly. going to go? Well, they've got yeah. a monopoly on food there, haven't they? Yeah. Like, you're not going to go, oh, fuck your chicken, chicken nuggets. I'll go down to the, I'll nip over to the other air. Yeah. <laughs> no um, competitors, yeah. So, yeah, so... Was it because your your girlfriend is from Tampere? She lived in Tampere at the time, and that's who I came to see. We were friends at the time, um, and uh, yeah, I I, I came over. Uh, I'd never seen Finland before. It, it was one of those countries, really, which I never really thought about. It was just high up and yeah, like, I didn't see next to Russia, and, and yeah, and, and I came here and I thought, oh my god, it's it's so beautiful. And um, what I really loved about Tampere as well is that it was very uh, real as well. It was it was it's a, it's very very nice city. I like it a lot. Yeah, what well, really is a bit edgy. 
Well, I, I just found people there uh, kind of almost like a bit where I'm from in Wales. It's it's just people just trying to get on with things and yeah. kind of a bit tough but friendly. And I really like that atmosphere in temperate. Tough but friendly. I think that sounds like Don't Throw, you think? Yeah. Thomas well, never been there. I've been in Thunder. I haven't spent much time there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've heard people comparing it to Gothenburg, which is like the second largest city in Sweden. Implying that it it's, it might be a bit a bit like less uptight and people might be just well, it's like, it's really less sort of like I don't know elitist maybe is Gothenburg considered the Manchester of Sweden as well? It's a bit industrial, um, isn't it? No, I mean, Gothenburg. I, yeah, yeah, I think, yes, yes, the car industry was. Yeah, there, I've least. been to Gothenburg as well once, actually. The first time I ever went to the Scandinavia, I got on a, I'm going, I'm going a bit of a, a sidetrack here, but I've got a boat from, from the UK to Gothenburg, one of the most hideous three-day ferry trips I've ever had. Huh. But uh, I yeah, I seem to remember it being a bit more, a bit more industrial. Well, maybe why that, was it hideous? It was hideous because I got on there. It was, it was actually meant to be really fun. It was me, four of my me, it's four of us and four girls. We were only about sixteen, and we just wanted to go on a ferry oh, right, okay. trip. Not so we thought it was going to be, it was going to be fun. But literally, I got we set, literally after about an hour of setting sail, we hit this insane storm, and it was just stormy for the whole time, and there was just so right. much vomit and shit flying around. Oh, so yeah. it was just it was just horrible. It was <laughs> bad, bad uh, needless to say, the reason for going didn't happen um, for any of us. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's supposed to happen yeah, after the drinking yeah exactly yeah. Um, but yeah I think Dampera uh, and Gothenburg and Manchester have those characteristics of being like more industrial towns well I, I've been to Manchester many times and, and obviously I'm from Cardiff in, in Wales and I would actually compare Tampere to Cardiff a would lot you? more yeah I've never yeah. been to uh, I've been to Manchester once and I've been to Cardiff once but I've passed through so yeah, and I think Dampere is not really like northern industrial. The only reason they say that is because it's got a f like a couple of factories. Yeah, but it's quite green. It's got. It's not like it's not. A, but I mean, Finland no is crusted houses. Finland is a couple of factories. I mean, it is, isn't an industrialized economy like Sweden or you know Britain? It, it never became that to, to a very large scale. Yeah, I mean, well, Dampere. That's, that's why I talk about Dampere being the Manchester North because it literally had a couple of factories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But compared to yeah, compared to pretty much any British city, I mean, it, it's every British city had those kind of factories, and you can still see them in most cities. Those old chimneys and yeah. buildings, which are swanky apartments now. They're yeah, exactly. The ghosts of kids who died in coal mines. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that. But, yeah. <laughs> Bringing the mood down. Built on the bones of dead Victorian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, um, so your first shattered, your first, your preconception beforehand, you didn't really have any preconceptions, you didn't really know anything about Finland. And then when you arrived, or did you? Well, I've always been, I've always liked the Moomins. Oh, um, you have liked the Moomins. Yeah, That's interesting. Yeah, I've, I might be the first ever guest to like them. Yeah. Mm. We did a whole people, podcast about the Moomins, actually. Yeah. And a lot of people in the UK, uh, when we were kids, thought they were really creepy. And yeah, me included. Don't get me started. Yeah. And the Hutty Vatties would be here like yeah, the spooky hippos. But I, I thought they were. Um, I loved that kind of like family feel about them, and, and it, it just I was very drawn to them. And Moomin Papa with the top hat, I loved all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I've always loved the Moomins, and I happened to land in Tampa on Tove Jansen's one hundredth birthday. Oh right, no way! It's so, fate. Then. Yeah, so there was like Moomins like 
everyone. <laughs> now I'm now I'm goddamn so sick of seeing Moomin. You've been hanging around, yeah, yeah. so you're a Moomin fan. You landed on Toby Hansen's yes. birthday. Everyone was dressed as Moomin. It was like literally the Moomin heaven. Yes. And now you've been here for like three months and you can't stand Moomins. Well, I think sometimes they've just you, put them on things that don't need a Moomin. Well, that's interesting. You <laughs> should yeah. listen to the podcast we did with Sami Haikyor. <laughs> And I'll probably pronounce his surname wrong because I always do. But who who worked on promoting Finland in Japan and uh, and compared to like Disney and stuff, they're quite picky with what they yeah, put they're their picky. characters Apparently on. they're pretty picky. They like, get literally the thousands of people requesting uh, because they basically they're the biggest licensing company. I think in in Finland, but maybe even in Europe, one of the biggest in Europe. So they license the movement out to people who want to. So I say, say we want to make a very fish problems movement T-shirt. I'm sure they'd be very happy. <laughs> they'd be very happy to get involved with that. They would then look at the look at what we're suggesting and say yes or no. Uh, no doubt for us it would be a resounding yes. And uh, um, then they make a decision, and apparently they get thousands which they turn down. So. But I know what you mean. I suppose, of course, when you live in a place where Moomins are, are from, then inevitably you're going to see a lot of merchandise with Moomin on. Yeah, but it cheapens the product yeah. after a while. And, and it's kind of like, uh, I see Moomins for things that they just don't need a Moomin attached. Well, you got an example. So, so, so did you, did you read the like tunnels or did you watch yeah, the project? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I saw one for like this uh, carpet chop. Oh, that doesn't sound like it. That doesn't sound like one that's been given the tick the tick of approval from Tolvi Tolvi Janssen's family. Yeah, but but why? Why do you just was that in Finland? Yeah, and this is recently. I was jogging the other day and I saw one. I was like, oh, there's a movie. Let's have a look. It's like some, and it was like one of those carpet stores, like kind of like kind of like high end. Right, fancy. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm thinking what it wasn't. Trying to think who that would be. Yeah, so it's a fancy car, but that makes it more likely that it's yeah. fancy. Yeah. I don't know. Did I ask the right question? I'm sleep deprived. But but did, did you? Uh, I asked you asked you if you read the novels or watched the cartoons. I watched the cartoons. Okay. I've recently read some novels, um, and I. Well, you've read Moomin novels as well. Yeah, read... and when I say recently, I was a I was a grown up and right, okay, like, smoking like, Marlboro not... Lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I was in my early twenties. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, it's um, a, it's wow, a... so you were a proper fan then before you came to. Yeah, yeah. and I, they 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 have a very special place in my heart, but they the kind of. Uh, it, it it's I'm being oversaturated with Moomin stuff. <laughs> it doesn't, that, doesn't like, help when you land in on Toby Yance's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's like it was that's this, peak like, Moomin, isn't it? You can't be, <laughs> a couple of years ago when <laughs> everyone was celebrating the hundredth uh, anniversary of Finland's independence, there was this like um I, I guess free to use logo you could put on basically any product, which uh-huh. is like the Sata. They yeah, just yeah, yeah. the Finnish word for Finland and a hundred. They have the number hundred, and it was on like anything from like. It's basically uh, on fucking. The only thing it wasn't on was us. Well, I mean, literally every product. They I mean, literally stuck toilet brushes. Yeah, I mean, it was like come on. But that's uh, that's what happens when that happens when you have a nice brand that doesn't require any licensing. I think. Yeah, yeah. and also where people <laughs> think oh, I can flog a few more of these if I celebrate like an anniversary. So yeah, that was more. That was massive. It became a like ironic hashtag. Like Swami Sada. People put it on anything <laughs> like kitchen. I, I I know that logo you're talking about because a lot of people had it as their profile pictures for uh-huh. a long time. That's true. It's, yeah. it's on the yeah. icebreaker that's just around yeah, the it's true, outside yeah. the office. Oh yes. Although yeah. we shouldn't mock it because I mean we said we made some made quite made quite a profitable year for for advertising agencies 
all round. We didn't get made food and profit as much as we should have to any foreign ministry. But um, yeah, all the big agencies upon which ex-foreign ministry people and politicians sit certainly profited. So uh, yeah, it was everywhere, wasn't it? And it was. And why which not agency, celebrate? And which agency could that? Be? I don't know. They all they've all got their yeah, own little, um, fake Anglo names. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, yeah. That's interesting to hear. And I didn't realise. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like to land in Finland with like everyone's a moomin. So you land in Finland, everyone was a moomin. It's like, yeah, this is destiny, this is fate. Uh, you knew about the moomins. You didn't know what else did you know about Finland, if anything? Um, I didn't know uh, the language would be so hard. Um, and I, I, I don't know what I. It's it's strange because it, it, Finland. Uh, I kind of had it in my head that it would be like Norway and Sweden and, and it's not even Scandinavia and it's kind of there's what I sent from Finland, which I, I still do is, is that kind of like excellent Nordic way of life combined with a quite a tough outlook, which I find really good. It, it's the perfect mix for me. Yeah, um, I mean the. It's not too soft and it's not too hard. Scandinavia only war torn. Okay, I guess like Norway and Denmark were they, they got fucked over in the war as well. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, basically Sweden, who have just been cushioned from any discomfort for the last like two hundred years. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's why I think there's a little bit of bitterness on the fringes with the other. Not actually business, but like... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm familiar with the struggles of handling the Finnish language. I'm very lucky I read, like, Thomas is, comics. Uh, so uh, uh, yeah, I read, read comics and computer ah. magazines and stuff when I, when, I was a, when I was a kid. Otherwise, I would have been completely fucked because I, I understood Finnish, but speaking it was another matter entirely. So I didn't speak Finnish daily until I had my first, like, real job when I was 21. Before that, I had done like civilian service stuff, but that was in a sort of Swedish-speaking bubble. Well, I mean, that, that thing with Swedish, you know, I was so happy to hear that technically everybody here speaks Swedish, but they don't. No, they I don't. thought, well, maybe I could just <laughs> no. learn Swedish, because, yeah, no, like, yeah, I mean, it, Swedish, like, Swedish for party is fest and and that's like makes Swedish sense is in a the piece UK of piece. and yeah absolutely uh, we should definitely Gatton be street and yeah, that's like it's, uh, it's, it's like a pro tip I, I don't have the particular like swedish speaking agenda like very close to my heart I, in fact i don't particularly give a shit about it and and uh the compulsory swedish in schools and stuff i don't yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. But uh, anyone who moves to Finland and wants citizenship and perhaps speaks a Germanic language might do worse than try and learn Swedish Absolutely. very quickly. Absolutely, there's definitely. But I know British people who have been fucked by the idiocy of Brexit, who mm -hmm. have gone for the citizenship. I am going to go for citizenship, and I'm going the torturous, hardcore route of Finnish speaking. But I know people who thought, ah, oh, this is just too much hardcore. This is too intense, and have gone down the Swedish route. Yeah, I mean, and just Google like the easiest languages. It to is learn it's like the for second English. or third uh -huh. easiest language for English speakers. I think Norwegian is the first. one above That's it. Weird. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 second. Yeah, so and Dutch like, is like the third or something. Yeah, they're That's all a walk in the park in comparison. So that would make utter sense. And it, it feels like you're hacking the system a bit. I had another alternative, which when I suggested to people in the office, it wasn't very enthusiastically uh, received which was that let's just fucking get, cut the bullshit and make English a national language as well 
Yeah, which I mean, I mean you know, like they, 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 they laughed thing. at that. But I think to me that is, I know there's no historical or cultural connection with the English language to Finland. Yeah, there, there is. Would be a revolutionary yeah, thing. There, yeah, yeah there is because, <laughs> like the heyday of Nokia, like just wanting a big, uh, you, if you want to be import experts, like in any sort of technical field where people have can afford to pick their job, you need to attract them. And I think that's that's history enough. It's like what okay, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, What's the problem? Excellent. Well, I'm on board with that, and I think. I mean, it's not like just me making shit up. Espol recently introducing mm -hmm, English exactly. as a, uh, an, an, an official language. And of course, you know, I've got my cow in the ditch here in terms of it would make my life a lot easier. But let's look at the facts. Basically, you know, 70 Finnish people are the fourth best speakers of English as a second language anywhere on the planet. 70% of them speak at a really high level. Uh, so it wouldn't even be that much of a challenge anyway. And they certainly speak it far better than the population speaks Swedish, which is a... You can, you can get into particularity, like, like, like particular arguments about uh, not wanting to turn academia entirely into English in, in yeah, Finland and all of that. that. I mean, there's a, there's a point in, in like having... Uh, as long as if you're unless you're giving up on the language you should keep speaking speaking and producing that, that, culture etc that's, et that's alarmism isn't it there was a thing about that in Holland actually yeah. in the Netherlands where they were saying oh no English Dutch is dying out because we're teaching in English at school yeah but no one's going to start people Dutch people I mean, look at Welsh. This is a great example. The Welsh language, we, look, Wales was, was conquered by the English in like, what, 500 years ago? What, uh, well, it wasn't really, was it? Henry the mm, it well, it was, never, it was never officially conquered, but at the end of the Victorian era, um, the Wales was cold in, uh, mining enough coal to make Wales a, a really, really rich country. But of course, that money went to London. The English introduced something called the Welsh knot, which if people spoke Welsh in school, yeah, and they had to wear this like thing around their neck <laughs> saying that like you couldn't Aww. speak Welsh. And so <sighs> they kind of did it in a very, uh, this is what's happening now. So yeah, it was bullied out of English people. Into them. Yeah, yeah. You can see why I'm so right. proud of my colonial history. Oh, yes, but I, I mean, I, I, it wasn't until very recently in my life that I realized that Wales is one of the few countries where people can't actually speak, a lot of people, including myself, can't speak my national language. And I did learn Welsh in school, but but not enough. And plus, I had a really but hot there Welsh, Welsh teacher. Speak, so yeah, I mean, but you've, as a, yeah, I mean, but there has been a... Uh, there's been it's literally been a systematic attempt to wipe out the language. Yes. By the oh, no, okay, we're not, but I mean, nonetheless, the English are colonial oppressors of, uh -huh, all, of, yeah. the, all the, of Wales and I mean, I know, I know that they were joined together by marriage and blah 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 with the royal families, etc. But nonetheless, when you're trying to wipe out a national language, yeah, then I'd say that is the, the, the sort of uh, the, the, the actions of an oppressor. And nonetheless, despite that. Welsh is still actively spoken in parts of Wales, isn't it? Yeah, but it took a long time to kind of get to that level. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, with the, it, it, it's, it's more popular now than it was like in the 1980s, for example. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, for about 70 or 80 years up until uh, the mines closed down by Margaret Thatcher, I mean, it was, Welsh people were kind of just pretty much told that they would work in factories or coal mines and then, they took the jobs away, so it was in the in the interest of England to start 
saying, yeah, you can have your own language back and integrate more. And, and <laughs> How kind. Yeah, yeah. And, and Fuck the English, um, man, honestly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's strange. It really is. It's, yeah, uh, oh, dear, the, the burden of guilt. I would get so weighed down with the guilt of my ancestors if it wasn't for the fact it wasn't me. So I'm not taking responsibility for their bullshit. But it's fucking like, you know, people who bang on about, oh, like, I just, the other day I was on, like, very Brexit problems with someone banging on about, like, uh, like British Empire, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know nothing. You literally, it takes literally five minutes of research to see how many fucking people that whole system just slaughtered, like Bengal famine, potato famine, just like, you know, millions, literally. Anyway, let's not get into that. Yeah. That's, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. It, 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 it's oh, around very the empire problems. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, language is a challenge. I think we can, we can all agree with that. Um, and uh, what about on your side? When you came here, it was hot and sunny, so the weather thing wasn't really. Have, have you have you yet to experience the winter? Uh, I well, yeah, I was here in uh, December twenty eighteen, and then of course I come here in the February, February, and it was like minus six for about three weeks and it's I had like blood at my nose and everything it right, was like if you're getting blood so at your nose at minus six you're in for a shot when you when you come when I mean, it's really really, really dry yeah well if I don't come in one day in November you'll know that I'm hemorrhaging <laughs> somewhere but it was scary it really was your brain didn't break with the darkness well uh, hmm there was a time when I was thinking of like buying like quite a, a big lamp for the room. Thomas is a huge it, yeah. proponent of big it, lamps to the extent that people are questioning well, whether he's sponsored by uh, them. Uh, no, no, I mean, it's just a matter of like, if you think you need one, you probably need one. I mean, if, yeah. if you're lucky enough to have a brain that doesn't break when it's dark. Now, now I'm you. having like an opposite problem in the way that like last night I was like quarter to 11 and because uh, I live in Yakazari right by the sea, I'm close oh, to the sunset. Oh, everyone and, knows where you live uh, now. Well, someone <laughs> give me a visit if you're interested. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's uh, it, it, the problem now is that it's just too light. And, and, and I, I mean, well, I came here in 2017 to run the Helsinki Marathon. And it, again, it was boiling um, and it was light in the evenings and it was lovely. Um, but I realized 2014 and 2017, they were rare times. I, I realized well, last that year was a... Sp- 2018 was also scorching. Yeah, because I, I like I was obviously texting my girlfriend every day. She lived here and I lived in Wales, and and yeah, there was a huge was heat wave. Heat wave. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, everywhere was heat waving, wasn't there? Yesterday? Yeah, there was a heat wave in in the UK as well. Yeah. But apparently, it was hotter here. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but speaking of temperatures, uh, what do you think about the housing in Finland? Like, because what I hear from uh, people from the British Isles is that like um, housing is garbage, uh, including Ireland. Like the quality of houses, everything. Um, well, I hmm, that's interesting. Well, I no, I mean the, 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 the everything being garbage back home, whereas like was here super high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I was absolutely slack jawed when I was told. Uh, I don't think we've had the, the slack jawed as yeah. used in the whole <laughs> podcast yeah, series. Yes, so now, now you now you interrupted him. <laughs> Sorry, but I just wanted to highlight that to everyone. Thank you very much. Yeah, But when I was told uh, a few weeks ago that like there's this uh, investment thing in, in Finland where all you have to do is save like a, a few thousand pounds and then you can buy an apartment. Oh, I didn't know and, about that. And it's like, and and then I was. I, they said, yeah, because the uh, Finnish government wants to encourage people to buy property. Now, in the UK, if you were to buy a house, you would often have to get like a hundred thousand pounds deposit before you get accepted for a mortgage. It, it's 
crazy there. So I mean, I, I the property here is it's nice that you can have like a kind of like a nice middle class comfortable job and own your own house, which in the UK is now London. Forget about it. I mean, unless you're born into it. But um, no, I live in quite a nice modern part of Helsinki. I, I love the old buildings like the one we're in now. Um, so no, I, I the only thing I miss about Britain is those beautiful Victorian houses. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I couldn't afford one at this time anyway, so there's no point missing something I don't have. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about the uh, thing where you get, you save a few grand and they can buy it. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's 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 a thing. It's called something. I mean, of course, it's not uh, the, the encouraging people to buy housing or houses to be specific it's not non-problematic since some people have bought them in places that no longer have a future you know old industrial <laughs> towns and so forth so so of course i mean getting people to save on uh, to have save money and get real estate i mean that's uh, a, probably a good my nice mind trick to lure people into saving because people are generally uh. crap at that so in a way I I, I I i like that idea but if you buy if you bought like a a house, nice house in like Salo uh, <laughs> during the heydays of Nokia, <laughs> you'd be slightly fucked by now. In terms well, of yeah, I mean because all, all your all your capital you yeah, managed to save up is in that house. But you do have a house nonetheless, and there's yeah, exactly. the railroad. But but there are like people up for the problem, isn't it? Well, it depends yeah. what you want to do. What, how you see a property? If you see property as an investment, as a place to live. I mean, if a house that a house that isn't used only becomes like more expensive, and then it falls apart and stuff. So I don't know what's. So if if you have a house you, that's in a region of Finland where you can't live because there are no jobs and yeah, all your savings have gone into that, that's not ah, yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah, that's I true, mean, true. If, if you've got some money to play around with, in the UK at the moment, what's happening is that these places, especially, you know, motorways and Britain so small and in places that were so deprived back in the 90s, now cities are getting more expensive. So quite posh people are moving into these beautiful, like terraced houses that were crap now they're going for half a million pounds somebody bought them back in the 80s for like something you could get on your credit card and it's like <laughs> now they're laughing yeah, yeah it's insane uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah i mean of course but britain is, is it's a densely populated it's insanely island densely. Mm -hmm. i was always, actually realized i was checking the other day i thought it was 63 million it's actually 66 million in the last census and i think about 15 years ago there was only about 55 yeah million. i remember when i was a kid it was like 50 million so it's yeah. been like it must be all those poles taking all it the must jobs. be yeah absolutely always people coming taking a look women and all those women and jobs and like yeah, yeah doing all the crap work but, and no but, one else wants to do Put that on a bus. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I should, should we break the fourth wall and sort of uh, like introduce the concept of uh, our guest being a possible co-host? Yeah, we show. have a little surprise, don't we? So, what we're going to do? We're thinking of uh, to expand the repertoire of or and the scalability and the number of podcasts because, as any regular listeners would know, uh, 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 the amount of podcasts we put out are, tend to be. Well, they're quite, quite yeah, slow I moving. I mean, we're, 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 not, uh, we're not fast, we, are we? We're not fast no, moving. not exactly, no. So it's now what we're going to do schedule. is we're going to have more hosts for your listening pleasure. And Joe is is on the list, basically. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. 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 And, How do you feel about that? And, and also, well, good. Yeah, this, yeah. this is an option. We can edit it. We can still edit the sounds. But people who 
uh, have ideas who we should put on the podcast and have have guests in the podcast, they might send in that. Well, those ideas. yeah. Well, look at that. If you want to look at Thomas going crazy, yeah. revolutionizing the world like of podcasts. <laughs> First, we can have more hosts. Now we're just fucking. We're opening out to anyone. No, anyone no, can, absolutely not. No, we can have. We, 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 yeah, we can tell you to bugger off. Yeah. It's just a matter of like start schedules and, and all yeah, that. Yeah. It's just a matter yeah, of finding we're people with a story to tell. Podcasts. That's what we're trying to do. Because I mean, basically, if people haven't picked up on that already, we mostly milk Joel's network of, <laughs> of people who have, have something to sell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. But but I mean, I, yeah. I'd invite more diverse perspectives. I absolutely think that's the case, and we're going to try and expand. We're going to try and do it more regularly. So yeah, we're going to have like not just Thomas and I, but Joe and maybe other. We even have the. We won't. We won't wheel her out yet. But we even have the potential of a lady host. Which is yeah on a podcast. Yeah. What is this? The nineteen seventies. The, yeah. uh, the, uh, the definition of a podcast is like uh, three white men talking about not, uh, something they, they don't uh, know no anything about. Yes, if you look BBC. Yeah. So yeah, that's the plan. So, so, so this was uh, this episode is kind of a uh, trick for introducing Joe, I guess. Yeah, a little bit of an introduction and to learn more about Wales and how you know and, and people how Joe's adapted to life in Finland. As you can hear, he hasn't been here long. Uh, and, and we, we, just we, we'll we'll happily follow his dissolution. So I think, gonna, <laughs> I think I, I, I've been a bit disillusioned already. Oh, uh, didn't take long. Uh, uh, let, 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 let us let us know. Let, let us tell, tell well, the, the story. The, 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 bins. The, the bin situation. You can't just throw. Something yeah. Away. That's interesting. You should mention that. Uh, yeah, you got told off for that, didn't you? I, I'm getting told off in every area of my life with those bins. I get told off at home. I got told off in work. I, I, you got it, told off in work? What for? What for? Big oh, bins? I thought that's what you were talking about. Well, I didn't get told off. Right, but okay. I, I had to like empty the bin because I put the wrong cup uh, in it. So Kersey brought the cup to me and said, "Is this your offending cup?" And and <laughs> and I bought it while I was with Kathleen so there was a mm. witness so there's no oh, right. so there's you know? you can blame it on the dog <laughs> yeah yeah. so I, I had to take and I don't even know if I've put it in the right bin yeah I mean it's a, it's I a fucking no minefield idea. I still don't know either there's so many and different colour codes I mean I'm all for the separation okay, which, of waste okay, which ones are the problem I think really now just, we're now, we've now gone full on in the office and it's all plastics and different uh, types uh -huh. of plastic is that what you're talking about you, pla you, yeah. you put a different wrong plastic or? yeah yeah but I worked in a recycling centre when I was about 17, when I was in college. And it's like people whose jobs it is, like they accept that like 5% will not be the correct rubbish. So it doesn't matter. You are creating work. Like oh, right, so there are people whose job is to sort out your mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's easy job. It's easy work. It's perfect for yeah. students. And uh, okay, so you're you're helping the, the circular economy. Absolutely, your, I've created like five jobs life. already. This time, every throwing. Well, that's interesting because the, the problem that we mentioned to start with, when people moan about how li difficult life in Finland is, there is one example of people moaning because they put the wrong things in the wrong bins. But now you're doing a different spin on it. Is that in fact it's something we should celebrate, which is interesting because also the fact that um, I mean, how, what do you think about the idea that Finnish people's lives are so typically quite comfortable and they complain about things that aren't necessarily hugely important, or they oh, not oh, not they may not not important, but the, the the intensity of their complaint doesn't equate to the issue. Yeah, I mean, I think with any uh, kind of prosperous and successful. Uh, yeah country you'll get uh, i think people will always complain about something and, and and if it's not 
how much food you can get every day it'll be something quite human so it's just human nature yeah and i I moan about you putting your cup in the wrong yeah and i i i I think that's silly and and uh i tell you one thing i love about helsinki though you can always get a seat on the tube and you're not like bombarded with adverts true i really like that and i don't i mean i don't use a metro very much at all but i used to use it every day when i lived in london and it was fucking hell it's like the eighth circle of dante's hell when we're going on the northern line with ten thousand people where literally your face is buried in someone's armpit and then the train's stuck in a tunnel 20 30 degrees heat not moving you compare yeah. that to the helsinki metro where i don't yeah, ever see you busy, be I ever seen you busy. Uh, yeah i mean but that's because you're not in espo but uh, here's yeah, the thing the, the, those like goddamn dumb fucks in espo bmw driving suburban dads who decide about things in that in, in that there goes town. our suburban dad they first they delayed the metro for like fucking 40 How years or something what, what, yeah because they i mean one of the cliches is that they, they didn't want you know people not owning their houses moving to the city and they were worried about the trains literally being bringing drugs or whatever and then, it's, yeah, yeah, and then and there's these drugs is Common place oh. politics of um, car ownership and favoring car ownership on anything that undermines the like monopoly of or, or the only mode of transit being a car that, that that's seen as threatening. So they as tried a to under, what do you mean? They tried to slow it down. Yes. They didn't want the yes. plebs and with their drugs the and coming here's to Here's the Espo. thing about the metro platforms, uh, the metro stations in Espoon. You'll notice that they are sh- they're short. They saved fucking four million euros or something on keeping them shorter. So the trains are shorter, and that will be a problem soon. And the trains are all, are already packed. Are you and they me? didn't manage to automate the train system. So it's kind of <laughs> it's. They uh, spunk it's, so much money on that, and they did short trains and poxy. Yeah, they they saved like, like a few what, million. Yeah, was, if I remember correctly, I, 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 I will correct this it. in the show notes if I'm wrong. But they, for political reasons, they wanted to save a few million euros on a half a billion euro project or something so it's a champ change well uh, it was uh, a similar deal with uh, when they first opened the tube in london back in the late victorian era they had different compartments for different classes and it became unfeasible in the end so it was actually a bit of a mini revolution in the way that for the first time rich and poor people had to oh, well, that's a democratizing nature of public transport in action, yeah. yeah and then of course world war one came uh, people were out of the factories and people having to work together and and it c- kind of in a way really resulted in a more fairer society because it was so that's like, all gone down the pan since then isn't it well, like, yeah. now the gap between rich and poor in yeah. the UK is bigger than ever <laughs> especially in London yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean of course uh, the democratizing effort of or the democratizing democratizing uh, effect of having people ride in the same cabins what do you call train yeah, compartments uh the, the, it's it's uh, cannot be underestimated because back then people didn't have deodorants that's, that's true. also true <laughs> yeah so imagine some people point. don't on the london team yeah, today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if very, it tend to shower true. every day that's yeah. yeah and i've heard that mainland europeans and brits aren't that fanatic about showering 
every day. I think it's a bit of a sweepy generalisation. On the flip side, we just had Joe the other day. Yeah, Joe was telling us the other day that he he has actually been another thing. He's he's got the wrath of his girlfriend from is for showering too much. Showering too much. Yeah, showering your preconceptions about stinky Englishmen. No Europeans. I I showered twice a day, and I yeah, it it was actually a bit of a I don't want to dramatise it, but it was like a bit of a domestic thing. Uh, yeah, I've, I spent too much money on shower gel, so now I have to stick to like a <laughs> bar of soap. Oh, okay. You're just being like covered in folk soap suds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I enjoy the experience. Yeah, and, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, I've been there for like four hours. Everyone so, likes yeah. a good, nice, warm shower. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, all right, that said, uh, should think, we start wrapping up I this? I think, yeah, I, can't, I don't think we're going to drop, we're going to top the, uh, the foam. I am overdue for a shower, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's one at the office. Okay, so and the thing we do here at this show now is that we actually warn people in advance about them telling, uh, giving us a recommendation on some cultural product they yeah, consume. Yeah, you, you just dropped that in there, didn't we? And then people would arm and R and dislike. But now they have. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 Joel, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I can start. I'm going to recommend a film just because I couldn't think of anything else, but I really enjoyed it. And I don't often go to the cinema. It was uh, Alita. The Battle Angel, I think, which is weird. I'm. Um, it's it's a. I mean, it's probably really popular and everyone's really seen it, or uh, it's not on the cinema anymore. But it's basically a Japanese cyberpunk being adapted to the big screen. Apparently, there was a bit of an uproar that they just stopped it being Japanese, with the exception of making the girl's eyes slightly like Asian looking, uh, stuck it in like in America. But, I didn't fully listen to that, so I'm not sure if that was racist, but I'll... No, it wasn't no, racist. Okay, it was like, good. well, it's Japanese, so she doesn't look Japanese. She's like... so. The, but the point is, it's meant to be in Japan. It's meant to be Japanese, but the Hollywood did their thing. And... Um, yeah, and it's uh, sort of dystopia, but it's quite a nice dystopia, which is weird. It's sort of like a, it's like a Disney dystopia. It sounds like it sounds like everything. It's I like would... children on men, like no, no kids, it's it's, like, uh, no, no, no yelling babies. That's like I don't wonderful. Know, it's like they're trying to do dystopia, but it looks all right actually, and it's like it's weird. I mean, it's not sort of. I went there with my son, and it's not like there's a lot of quite a lot of violence, and I don't really into violent films particularly, but it's all robots and like so it's quite fun. There's no blood or anything. You okay. know, it's just like it's just a bit like it's a combination. Robots whacking it. It's a bit like yeah, it's a bit well, it's like cyborgs. It's a bit like a combination of Blade Runner. There's okay. a bit of Brazil in there. It's oh, a mishmash of yeah. Love, love me some Brazil. Yeah, when I, whenever I have four hours extra. Uh, so what's the name of this film again? It's called uh, Alita: The Battle Angel, and she's quite. I feel, I, she's like a cute. She's like she basically the short uh, synopsis is uh, she's she is a cute looking sort of cyborg. Uh, and it turns out that she's like a totally trained killing machine and she doesn't so it's like a cute killing machine yeah, I, I was I like that theme I should actually check this out you because... should check it out I mean it's not very it's not very like deep and it's a bit like there's a bit of a love thing in there so they may, if I someone to describe it to me I'm thinking oh this is a bit crap but actually this the cinematography it was a it was a quite a fun interesting thrilling ride and I, I'm really looking forward to the second one because it ends on this great cliffhanger and I, I really like her she's cool she's fucking hardcore but she's like she's got a good heart so it's like yeah, yeah. I'd like to be her for a day alrighty then yeah. and Joe <laughs> what about you do you have anything uh, do I have anything? Oh, I'll tell you what. The, I've uh, recently downloaded a really good app, mm -hmm. actually. Um, and uh, it's called uh, Time Saver. Huh. And what it does, you time your activities, but it comes up with like this pie chart, and you see the time, and it's all in color, 
and it goes backwards. So instead of a clock ticking, the color goes further and further and further into like white. Uh, so you can see it's really like visual because of course your brain's not programmed just to look at numbers you, you it picks up color it you, you you recognize more urgency and importance so you can actually see it tick away and you can kind of have a bit of fun with like beating this like colored chart that's just dripping down i really like it it, it sounds terrible the way i've described no it. no actually for the attention appeared among us that that sounds like a thing worth uh trying myself included and uh, okay so my recommendation this time is um, a podcast called it could happen here it's about the next American Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> That's more okay. like it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's not like just hand-waving about like how society is polarized, yeah. but it's like actually the logistics what, it, of, so like a, of how the shit go, could go down. So it's it, it, done by the same like uh, word experienced journalist Robert Evans who did Behind the Bastards. Oh, right, it's the same bloke. Uh, it's the same bloke. And he, he's he, yeah, he, he has experience, he has in, experience in Syria and stuff like that. So he's, he's seen some shit. So he describes things like, okay, how could like the like Hicks in uh, Northern California like just cut out, cut out the water supply for the entire state or yeah, fuck yeah, up yeah. the food supply for the entire country? Things like this that you never think about. And so how, how does he do it? Because in the Behind the Bastards, which I really like, oh, is that, it, is yeah. he always typically has like the, comedy some, guests on, yes, doesn't he? But the, this is a monologue, monologue series. So it's him reading a script? Yes, but it, it's quite compact, and the is it, 30 is it minutes. Done with a, is it done is, with a... A glint in the eye and a bit of a laugh, or is it done like uh, well? It, it's a very, it's a very it's sort of s- sinister. <laughs> like he's quite, he's quite a chirpy he, bloke, isn't he's, he? He's, he's, chirpy, he's chirpy. That you could always, you can almost like think he's British in his attitude because he's, he's yeah. he takes a sort of like uh, witty attitude yeah, to very, quite, very dismal things. Yeah, but, so he does, uh, he does, that, does the same in this. Yes, and so he's sort of taking it, a piss it, out is, it is really good and it's really thought provoking, oh, and cool. uh, it could happen here. It's it happen uh, everywhere. Yeah, it. it uh, it's a good one and then oh yeah I can three recommendations is that, is that excessive I don't know but okay there's a joke about Britons here uh, okay um, there's a new series on HBO HBO Nordic distributes distributes it here in Finland it's called Chernobyl and it's what you would expect it's a, drama, a re-dramatization of the events uh, and uh, the thing is <laughs> Sadly, uh, HBO didn't do the Netflix thing, which is buy into like European film production. So they have a bunch of uh, really good British actors, uh, like playing do, Russians, play, playing Ukrainians, Ukrainians and yeah, yeah, yeah. So Soviet people. And it's a little bit of a shame because I would have liked to see like this done by post-Soviet people from post-Soviet countries. It would be interesting because Netflix has done like really good series in at least Dutch and German. Yeah, okay. But anyway, uh, I mean, so. It's, <laughs> so so, uh, but the thing about so the thing is that Ukrainian. Brits they fit in really well in, in authoritarian scenarios <laughs> in, and, and sort of the the, of practice, the sheer yeah. <laughs> um, arrogance of the people who really fucked up that um, incident. Uh, it 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 comes across really well in if you imagine people saying things like comrade or central planning committee or the air is glowing in, in a fancy posh you know <laughs> Oxbridge yeah, tonality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that probably translates the absurdity of the system to an Anglo audience. Yeah. Uh, the, just the 
well, the reference to British arrogance. So in that alone, it's it's a, it's a good it's a good term. Where of was the arrogant? Where where was the? Uh, but was it because the way their their response was the thing that fucked it? They up? lied through their teeth. They fucking they lied every, 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 every level. level. They tried to lie to Gorbachev. They just yeah. They just yeah just tried to cover up and and they didn't even evacuate the place before like scientists around the globe were like oh well, why, why is, is there a radioactive shit in the air well, why the how did the fuck did they think they could cover that up? because like the soviet system like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. so they're scared basically. yeah yeah but but uh it's like the um the, the british accents on there i have a, a really nice literally orwellian touch to right. it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, and, and yeah, okay that was okay no no not to, okay uh, and then a final finnish music recommendation there's a um Electropop duo called LCMDF. Uh, it's a couple Sounds of like a drug, s- it? it's a couple Doesn't of uh, sisters from Helsinki who've done electronic pop Thank for you. a while, and they released a really good album last fall called Sad Bangers, which is oh, like just about, just what you would expect. I mean, break, break up shit and things like that. Yeah. Growing up, dissolution. <laughs> and if you like something like like this British group Caro Caro Bonito, this would. Probably be up your okay, your valley. Cool. LCMDF. Maybe we should bangers. get them on the show, Thomas. Do you know yeah, them? yeah, indirectly. Yes. Okay, cool. Sounds like a, a dating app for divorced men. Sad banger. <laughs> 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 I hope. Yeah. Okay. Well, but it, it's a short, nice, tight thirty or something minutes record. So that's sad that's, that's bangers. It. Love it. I, I was right. thinking of like sad sausages. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, bangers in, in the UK means. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, of course, because of course you have a weird word for yeah, it. Of course. Alrighty then. Cool. Uh, another eclectic record. Recommendation mix, which apparently, based upon your analytics, no one listens to anyway. But yes. listen to this, people. This is the best stuff. And tell end. other people. I mean, the, the great thing about podcasts is that you, you can do other stuff while you listen. If, and if you think, do, if you have a feeling you don't get enough reading done in your life, or if you have someone who feels this way, recommend podcasts to them. Yeah, not, not just our podcast, yeah, podcasts in general. Podcasts. Alrighty then. Um, should we, we should be wrapping this up yeah. then. Thank you. Get us barley on. Thank Kiddos. you. What's, what's thank you in Welsh? Dioch. Dioch. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, yeah. You, you know Dioch. it. Got to feel the flame. What's thank you very much? Dioch and vow. Dioch and vow. No, no, just, just quickly, uh, a Welsh insult to... to um, uh, He's on the spot now. Fuck off. Okay, that's, <laughs> that works in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> that's universal. He's doing a Welsh okay, accent. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Cultural imperialism. <laughs> that's best. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Very Finnish Problems podcast. Please send any feedback to veryfinnishproblems.inktank.fi. This program is published by Inktank Media and produced by Thomas Nyberg. Inktank Media is a digital marketing and communications agency which specializes in copywriting, storytelling and social media. Find out more on our website inktankmedia.fi. While this podcast isn't an advertisement, we do occasionally interview representatives of companies we have a business relationship with. Thanks again for listening.